All right, get more Star Wars from the Back to Tank each and every month when you sign up to be a Patreon pledger. Head over to patreon.com slash Digital and pledge $5 or more a month, and you will gain access to more Star Wars from the Back to Tank discussions, ranging from book reviews, comic book discussion, and additional topical breakdowns, news, updates, you name it, we do it. Head over to patreon.com slash Digital. Pledge. It helps us keep the lights on in the studio. If you don't, we're going to be living in rags like Ray. <laughs> Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a metaphor to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. I am, of course, Michael Flores, your host, and in the studio with me, floating in the back to water. Hello, David. Hello there. All right. So today is that infamous day we've been speaking of, talking about, that uh, is called Legends Wednesday. Are you ready for this, David? Are you ready for Legends Wednesday? Oh, I've been anticipating this for a very long time because this is something we needed to cover. Oh, yeah. And I feel like we need like a cool little jingle for it, though. We can't just say Legends Wednesday. Yeah, that's true. We do need a jingle, but it's so hard to actually find a good jingle like that's better than right now Jabba Flow. What about this? How about we just get excited with some Lando, right? (laughs) How you doing, you pirate? Yeah, so Legends Wednesday, September, Dave, is going to be a beta test, okay? I cannot guarantee we will make it past September 15th, (laughs) but it's a beta test. Can we do five days a week and not die? Okay, I thought you said we're going to have five days and not get burnt out. I was going to say, like... We can do five days of legend easily because well, there's so much not going five on. days of legend. Come on, David, five days of legends, five days of star Wars, only one day a week of legends. Come on. Now you're giving me too much work. <laughs> Simmer down over there. But five days a week is what we are doing. We decided to do this for a lot of reasons, but number one, I get a lot of emails from listeners when we are away and we took all of what was it? July off. Yes. July. People just immediately assume we quit the show. We, give you four to eight shows a month and just for the last seven years well also on top of that we just we just got off of like covering celebration it it doesn't matter to people come on they're (laughs) never happy are we ever happy with what lucasfilm gives us no but why would listeners be any different true yeah so they wonder if we are quitting don't worry five days a week we're doing it for you yeah where are you guys we're right here five days a week that's where you can find us 
I need my back to fix, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I want to do more. And that's why I wanted to do this, not just for the listeners. It's also, um, I have my own motives. Uh, we do this for free, and ad revenue doesn't pay the bills necessarily. It should, but it doesn't. So I figured we'd try to monetize the show a bit better. Full disclosure here, Dave, we are trying to nudge our thousands of listeners over to our Patreon page. Let's just be open and honest, Dave. Yes. We want their money. Open up your fucking wallets, <laughs> or I'm going to put you in carbonite. Or I'm going to slice you like the Mandalorian did when he pulled that guy through the, the blast door. Nah, just, just dump him into the Starlight pit. Yeah. Something's going to happen. So we're going to do, do three days a week on our regular free feeds and two over on our Patreon page. So go to patreon.com slash Digital and pledge to our $5 podcast here. And then you will get five days a week of Back to Tank. And if this doesn't work, Dave, I'm just going to Qui-Gon Jinn myself. <laughs> you're going to join, you're gonna, your, your spirit's going to join the force. I'm just going to Qui-Gon Jinn myself right through my gut and live on the air. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yes, that is a threat. Maybe even a form of ransomware. It, could that be considered ransomware? Would I have to like infect people with something to call it ransomware? Or I think maybe. Uh, maybe. I'm just going to say it's ransomware. Sounds cool. <laughs> All right, so today, as I mentioned, is Legends Wednesday. I think many of us who are old enough to remember the glory days of the Star Wars Expanded Universe or the EU, remember it fondly. Oh, yeah. Probably do mostly to the nostalgia, but I feel most of those stories are just as important to us, Star Wars fans, as hardcore Star Wars fans, as even the movies. Oh, definitely, because, like, there were so many. There was probably hundreds of books out there that got released before yeah. The Great Purge. Right. The Great, is that what we're calling it? The Great Purge? <laughs> the Dark Days. The Dark Days. Yeah. And we have said our piece about, about that. I mean, we don't have a problem with what happened with the... We get it. We understand yeah. why Disney had to retcon. And let's go back to what John Jackson Miller said, the Star Wars novelist. Hey, they didn't really retcon anything because it was never really canon. At least that's the official statement that all writers have to spout off during interviews. Yeah. His words were, they were never, what was it, Dave? They were not really ever canon to begin with. Yeah. Because that's why, you know, you had like uh, people like people basically saying that the Thrawn trilogy right. technically isn't canon. Oh. Because George Lucas did, I'm, he gave the blessing. But he never really backed it. I'm just going to say it was <laughs> back then. It was. It deserves to be. Now, as I said, Dave, Legends Wednesday. I'm going to drill into people's minds. Legends Wednesday. We do have a few guests in the studio today with us, which is something we will be doing more of, Dave. We're going to be bringing people in just so we can have a, a breather because I'm already about to die of a heart attack over here. I'm talking like a million words a minute. Well, dude, we're going to be needing, like, extra help to man the ship for five days. Yeah. <laughs> five days of recording. Well, and it's always going to be you and I on the show. We're always going to be in the back to water. But we are also going to welcome Lauren Alexander into the back to waters with us. Hello, Lauren. Hi. Oh, wait, your mic's not. <laughs> there we go. There you go, Lauren. The water's a little chilly. Yeah. Wait, why, why did you? <laughs> That's his water. Wait, That's his water. Wait, hold on. Can you? Am I showing? Like, what? How did, what <laughs> What's going on? I just here? Meant, meant that was a cold welcome. Hey, uh, welcome to the show. You don't get to talk. 
All right. And I also have Greg. Hello, Greg. Hello, Michael. Am I sharing my back to water with Greg then? Um, I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going back in my old tank that I had from three years ago. So. <laughs> wow. Oh, the, the one that kinda, was. The water's kind of murky, but. You know. And it had all that red hair in it. Eh, fuck it, you know. <laughs> That's pretty dirty, Greg. You're going to go back in old water from three years ago? Oh, I put it through. I put it through a recycler. Like the, I put it through a Brita filter. It's, <laughs> you know, that's probably good enough. I mean, that's you know probably as good as you know we'll get in America right about now. So you no, know. oh, that's true. All right. So each of you, the reason why I wanted to bring you into the show, and you will both be guest hosting a couple times a month. That's the plan. I want to get a general gauge on how much of a Star Wars freak you are, uh, Lauren. Briefly, in 30 seconds, when did Star Wars start for you? Uh, When I was a kid, my older brother read a lot of the novels and then passed them down to me. And then I went to my first Star Wars convention when I was seven years old. Uh, What a nerd. And (laughs) it was AZ Star Wars Con. Uh, Is that a real con? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, not anymore. It was. I mean, it was 1997. Yeah. Um, And I have this like. You were seven in 1997? Mm Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, I'm 29 now. But uh, yeah, that was that was it. Like that was a, a big thing that my dad, my brother and I could all bond over when we didn't always have something. Uh, Greg, what about you? Uh, I, well, I mean, I've been a lifelong Star Wars fan. So, I mean, I played like Shadows of the Empire. I read whatever books I get my hands on. And in that mic, um, that mic doesn't like you, does, does it? it? No, it doesn't. If you have to lift up that pop filter. Yeah, right, just, there we go. Oh, look, now oh, there, there we go. you are. There we go. Go ahead. No, I grew up, I've been a lifelong Star Wars fan since I was a kid. Um, I mean, after I saw the original films, I tried to get my hands on whatever. And then working at a comic book shop. Um, I could read pretty much any of the rele- any of the comics and spend your entire paycheck. No, that that was the great thing is I could sit there and you read stole, them while I worked. You stole them? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a great thing. I just stole them all. <laughs> well, no, I, I could check out books. You know, check out, check out. <laughs> was it a library? Yeah, you have a little library boys. card. Yeah, I had to I had to sign out what I took, and yeah. then if I don't bring it back in like so many days, they're like, "Hey, Greg." They send the police take- after you. No, they just take it out of my paycheck. Hey, Greg, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Greg. So we're just gonna take your entire paycheck because you haven't returned shit. <laughs> All right, so all of us are are nutcases in here, and we all have a vast knowledge. I like to hear, Lauren, that you started in 1997, because the 90s for me, when it comes to the EU, was huge. Uh, It's my favorite era, not including, of course, when it all started, and maybe even this new era. I I definitely enjoy what we're getting for the most part. But the 90s, I mean, that was, it was the dark time. We call it the dark time because there was nothing there. Until 1991, when the Zahn trilogy was bestowed on us. And then suddenly, exactly, it changed everything. The holy book trilogy. It really is, yeah. And during that time, the books became, like, the main source for all of Star Wars. Well, there's... No matter what. Like, I remember as it went on, like, when it got into the late 90s, and even, like, with the comic books in the back, they would tell you what stories and shit went in with whatever in. era and it, it went from like being like you know two pages then to three and then to four and then it was you know five and the beauties of that was like it made you actually have to go find there those was, there was a lot of shit though like so you you like it was so i don't want to say oh. oh now i gotta use now i gotta use the pop <laughs> now filter. you gotta use the filter Jesus. um but it's like you'd look at it like oh where do i start oh okay if i want to read 
some Skywalker stuff, I can go here or here or here or here and oh fuck, I got a lot of stuff to read for just for Skywalker. And, and then, like, yeah. then about at the end of the 90s, that's when they start branching out and you see it like different types of Star Wars story. One of my most favorite books that ever came out was one that was, I think it's Death Trooper. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Death Trooper yeah. was amazing because and, and it was something weird, different. Yeah, what a weird thing. Yeah. What a weird idea. Just make a zombie, a zombie movie inside of the Star Wars universe. And then they followed it up with Blood Harvest, yeah. which was vampires, which I was like going, that for me, we called it the dark times because there was nothing there. But but in, in all no movies, honesty, no cartoons in, in all honesty, you could say the 90s was probably the best time creatively for Star Wars because you had to be you had there to was be no movies. You had to be creative. You had to come up with a whole new world, essentially, based off of three movies. Now, you know, people complain like, well, there's only what? How many movies are there? Eight, uh, there's 10 movies now, I think, technically. Yeah. Well, there's only 10 movies for a franchise that's been around for 40 plus years. Well, in the 90s, when it was already around for over 20, well, yeah, we had and three. Like, we had but, three fucking movies. What franchise has three fucking movies that's relevant? None. Well, and what's yeah. funny with people complaining about that and they're talking, oh, they retconned all the stuff and now there's really nothing. Like, look, if you took all the shit they had back in the 90s and tried to, like, yeah. somehow make sense of that with the m- new movies, it, it, it wouldn't would fucking no happen. There, yeah. it, you couldn't. Especially when you throw in the comic books. Like, you brought up the comic books, Greg. I remember working alongside you. In the comic shop and some stealing of the, some of the some of the Star <laughs> Wars titles that came out are some of my favorite ones, but there is no way there's no way they you would be, ever fit into, into Star no, Wars. Today. None of none of them would. I mean, like you could probably pick and choose parts of them, but in order to like kind of continue on the story in some cohesive manner without being like, all right, so here's this, but then also in this other part of the universe, there's going to be this going on. So we got to make sure we talk about that. And then this, and then that, well, not, like, not even, a. not even in the other parts of the universe. The one thing just as a teaser of what's to come, because one of my favorite characters I simmer down over there that we want to talk about for legends. We don't want you to up. bust your load all yes. in the back to tank just yet, please. <laughs> but we don't want you, went, we don't want floaties yet. They went into the past and the future. They they basically decided, okay, in comic books, we're not only just gonna actually just tell stories of like the current time frame. We're gonna say thousands of years in the past and then a thousand years into the future. Or more. Or I more. mean, if you think about it with like Cade Skywalker, that was what, like four thousand years yeah. or yeah. something like like after some other events. Like and that's crazy. Those, so and then he I, was, I don't remember if it was Cade or it might have been this frame, but he was also like a drug addict or something like yes. that. Like yeah. he was I don't remember what he was addicted to, but I was just Death like sticks. Oh, his death stick? No, was it? I, don't, oh. I don't remember. <laughs> I was just like, fuck. Like, they're just really driving at home. You're a he Skywalker. Was a, he was addicted God. to Twitty tw- 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 Lake me. dancers. Well, yeah, what, I mean, he did face off against Darth Talon. Yeah. That's what I would be addicted to if I was a Star Wars. Yeah, man. I just give you some of those tentacle dancers, please. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into today's topic. Um, today, we're going to go around the studio and discuss our favorite Legends characters that have been retconned. We're going to ignore the ones that have now been brought back into canon. Uh, that we'd like to see make a return. That's what we want to focus on. Legends characters, not just because we love them, but I want a, a logical reason as to how they can be brought back in and why they need to come back. Okay. Now, for those not in the know, because I know we have a lot of new Star Wars listeners, younger listeners that were born well after Lauren 
1997. That may not be completely. I was born in 1997. Well, I'm just saying, well after, well after okay. 1997. You were seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, seven years when old. When Lauren was born, she was only seven years old. She <laughs> quickly evolved to seven. Just for those that are not in the know, the expanded universe is pretty much everything that came out before Disney bought Lucasfilm, except the movies. And I believe there's one Dark Horse comic series, Son of Dathmir, which I believe was a story based on an unproduced script from Dave Filoni that was originally going to air on the Clone Wars series, but it had been canceled and they were left there with an open in the story. And they gave it over to Dark Horse before Marvel took control of Star Wars as well. So outside of that, that's all that came with Lucasfilm. Disney, as we said at the beginning of the show, came in and they retconned the non-official official canon. So titles like Legends that you're going to hear us say or the title Legends, it came out after Disney purchased Lucasfilm. Uh, in hopes of not pissing off too many fans for retconning or officially denouncing the old EU, they put it all in a little tiny box, Dave, titled Legends. Yes. A box they promised. I still remember the YouTube video with Kathleen Kennedy and George Lucas sitting together, I believe in 2013, where they're talking about this little box, a box that they promised would not be completely forgotten. They would use it as a library of ideas when needed a rolodex a rolodex and slowly we have seen some of these characters or ideas mythos surface in various films uh i think the biggest one dave and correct me if i'm wrong i think the biggest eu character they have brought in is thrawn thrawn yes yeah thrawn is the biggest one and and leave it up to dave filoni to do god's work (laughs) i mean (laughs) Never doubt Dave Filoni. That's why I'm psyched for the Mandalorian because That's the cowboy hat, man, dude. Yes, I mean the oh, power, the power of the boots, and the cowboy hat. I wish he would. I wish he would join us in the back to water. You know what I mean? <laughs> With a little cowboy hat and his boots. He might not wait. A appreciate... little cowboy hat or like a full size well, cowboy? He hat? can wear a ten gallon hat. Where's the cowboy hat going? I don't know. Maybe if it's a ten gallon hat, maybe in his penal area. Is that what you're trying to get at him <laughs> yeah, more? Yeah, yeah. He might not appreciate Definitely. the floaties in the tank. Oh. <laughs> All right, so the big pieces of EU or legend stories that kicked off this era that we're talking about, this era of greatness was Timothy Zahn's books known as the Thrawn Trilogy, which comprised of Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and The Last Command. And they took place roughly five years after Return of the Jedi. The first of, of this trilogy debuted in 1991, and from there, it took off. It was really the renaissance outside of the movies. And to this day, this is why so many fans cry about the great retconning of 2013, because those books changed the way we look at Star Wars. It really cracked open ideas. It took things that Lucas had introduced or things that he had scrapped uh, in various scripts and in, in first drafts, second drafts. And some of these creative minds, these novelists and comic book writers just ran wild with these ideas. I know Lucas being the arrogant son of a bitch he is at times, <laughs> even though I love him, uh, he would scoff and laugh at some of these ideas in interviews. Do you remember in oh, the yeah. 90s? He'd be like, yeah, so they brought Boba Fett back. <laughs> what a dumb character. Well, even, like, what, even, George? What? Well, even, even in, in present day. <laughs> Just wait day, till I put out Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> even in present day, 
George still doesn't accept the the Thrawn trilogy. Well, it's, it's hilarious. Him and uh, Zahn had a and little. Zahn, Timothy Zahn yeah. are like constantly at odds with each other. Honestly, we should produce like a celebrity death match between the two of them at this point <laughs> because I still think that George might eat him. So I don't know. Wow. <laughs> wow. Is that a fat joke, Dave? Because I don't appreciate it. <laughs> oh, Lucas the Hubba yeah, and I still remember walking into Kmart of all places in 1991. I think I was 11, maybe 12 years old in 1991, and I didn't know what I didn't know what I was in for. I just saw this big old what are those things called uh, when they had the the, the in front of uh, end caps displays, yeah, like an end cap display. You know, yeah, an end cap yeah. display. I walked right into Walmart with my mom unsuspecting wait i thought it was kmart oh kmart sorry yeah walmart wasn't even a thing yet i think <laughs> yeah walmart was i went into kmart which i believe had an exclusive deal with the book company at this time because i remember not being able to purchase it anywhere for the first six months so i went in there we were poor we didn't have a lot of money didn't get it the first time then my mom said i see you keep looking at that do you want it i'm like yes please and that changed my world it just it made me start wanting to read more books I, from there i fed my addiction and I mean, the rest is history. That's what started it all. And I don't think people realize that Timothy Zahn is, before Dave Filoni became the, the lesser George Lucas, it was Timothy Zahn. Yeah, it was Zahn. Because, like, I even remember I even remember what you were talking about where Kmart did a special thing. And not only did they release the books, but then the toy line came out. Oh, my God. And the brand new toy line came out where all of a sudden everything was based on, like, the books. Yeah. You had Dark Troopers. You had the figure of Thrawn himself. And it was like really cool to collect that stuff. Well, because we didn't have anything. Okay, 91. When, when was the last movie? 83? Yeah, 83 for episode six. Yeah. So that's a long time. Most franchises die. And yet that franchise would not die. It, it just resonated in a way that, again, it just revolutionized and changed the way movies were made as well, which we all know. Now that we're all on the same page, let's get into today's discussion. We have chosen three characters from Legends, characters that have been retconned that we'd like to see be brought back into the series or into canon officially. And now what I want to do is have each of you give me one and remind me of their story briefly and why you'd like to see them brought back and why are they important to you. Let's just start with Lauren. Go ahead. Oh, man. See, this is tough for me because the character that I want more than than pretty much anything is Mara Jade Skywalker. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, honestly, like I just I wanted to be her like Princess Leia. She's great. She's cool. I admired her. Uh, she's a symbol of hope. She's amazing. Um, but but Mara, man, what a fucking badass. Yeah. Like she goes from being a hand of the emperor you know, directly carrying out Palpatine's orders. Which is such a cool concept. Oh, my God, yeah. And she has a purple lightsaber. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Um, and, and she goes from that, you know, she gets assigned this, this mission to kill Luke Skywalker. And she hides in Jabba's palace as a dancer. And, it, like, it, there's all these cool, like, weird things that you don't really expect to happen or see. And connections. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, lo and behold... The story unfolds. She ends up defecting from the dark side. She comes to the the Jedi side of things and ends up marrying Luke Skywalker, um, joining that family, becoming a, a Jedi master, taking on um, what Jaina and 
Anakin Solo. And, yeah. Uh, as, yeah. Her, as her Padawans. Um, she's completely integral to their whole family storyline where, you know, um, Han and Leia's kids, Jason and Jaina, the twins. Right. They both very force sensitive, very, very well trained, powerful, respected. Um, Jason goes to the dark side, becomes a Sith and kills Mara. And then Jaina has to kill her brother. It's such a great story arc. It's oh, so it was good. so awesome. Yeah, it was such a good story arc. But as you are talking, I think listeners can get an understanding of this character and how she was so innervated within Star Wars mythos, within the expanded universe. Yeah. How can you bring a character like this in as is? Right. It makes sense that they had to retcon. And the heartbreak is, is that now that they have given us Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and we know where the story is going, do you think that there is room to still introduce a character that is essentially, at least at its heart, Mara Jade? I think they could tell a story about Luke's time between, you know, parts of the saga Mm -hmm. with a character like that and have it end differently. She does die. You know what I mean? She, she could fall in with, with other people and end up dying that way. Who knows? I I think they could pull a character like that in. I was going to say she could, when um, Luke's Jedi temple burns, she, they they could have her, you know, die in there trying to, trying to stop the student, you know, or something. That's how you could, I mean, that's kind of throw that in. I mean, with the path that they took with the movies, do I think that that could happen like cinematically? No, not not within like where the timeline is now. Um, could we go back into all of these years that Luke was gone and explore a story where he found love with someone who was maybe trying to kill him um, and who was, you know, maybe... I don't know, an assassin like she was yeah. or maybe she was working for a crime syndicate like similar to like the Black Sun or something like that. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like you could have a character like her. You know, it could it could feel the same in spirit without being the same exact yeah. pinpoints of each bit of the story. And, and you know what? A good example of or a good comparison or a good piece of evidence that they could, in fact, do that. It, we can easily point to Thrawn. Yeah. Ron was also a part of the he was introduced within the same storyline as Mara Jade. They appeared in the same book, like from Timothy's on. Yes. Same storyline, same author, same trilogy. And yet look how seamless they've met. They've managed to just weave Thrawn's story throughout the time, throughout all eras of Star Wars. You except, of course, in the future. But I think we're going to get there soon. Honestly, I don't I think Thrawn is going to be relevant when it comes to the future of star wars if you've read other books leading up to the rise of skywalker there's a lot of clues that the the future of star wars in this time frame after or post rise of skywalker could in fact be revolving around thrawn himself so even if they don't go that way and that's just that's just simply fan speculation look at all that we have received when it comes to thrawn yeah and how well he fits right into the story so you're not wrong. I think they could possibly find a way to squeeze her in. Do I think they're going to? No. <laughs> but. Yeah. And that comes, I think that has to do a lot with licensing. There's a lot of people talking about that of late, that the biggest reason why 
we are not seeing as much old EU stuff being brought back in is because uh, they have to pay a premium to Lucas in Mm -hmm. terms of licensing. And that's why they're more concerned with just creating new characters for the most part. All right, Dave, what is yours? Mine? Well, there's a lot of characters out there to choose from. So absolutely number one on my list has to be the greatest Dark Lord of them all, which is Exar Kun. Exar Kun is (laughs) if Star Wars, we already get those hints that they're trying to bring back that mysticism, tell Mm -hmm. stories of the Force and try to give some substance to the beginnings of Force, the Jedi and the Sith. You have to bring back Exar Kun because Exar Kun is by far the greatest Dark Lord of them all. The biggest and baddest. The biggest and the baddest of them all. I mean, I can't I can't even remember if it was in a game or in a book, but one of my favorite moments is when one other hero that is really fantastic is Kip Durin for me. It in, was in the, uh, the uh, Jedi Academy trilogy. Yeah, and Kip meets Exar Kun, and Exar Kun just tells him, I am the greatest of all the Dark Lords go away <laughs> yeah. and it's like Dude, to this day it I, still gives me chills thinking about it oh, we're such nerds because i still remember reading that jedi academy book i believe it was dark apprentice is that the second book in the jedi academy trilogy i can't remember but i still remember when he first revealed himself to kip and i'm like oh shit who is this and then finally you find out who his name the name the name who is. he is and it goes right back to that dark horse comic that came out 2 years prior i'm like mm-hmm. holy shit <laughs> yep and that's the amazing thing about xr kun 2 is the fact that he was one of the characters that jumped platforms he went from during the dark times he went from they, comic they book used him all over the place novel yeah even they made references i believe they made references to him in in video games yes they did he was the 90s thread he's what he his storyline was used in so many different iterations of star wars stories comic books video games uh books he was he was really interesting because his fall was something that now we we hear a lot you know, we see a lot of those similar falls. Oh, yeah. he you know, was seduced by the dark side. But at that time, we only had really one example, and that was Vader. And that was Vader. And the thing about the uh, thing about Kuhn's story was the fact that it was actually understandable, his fall. Now, is it Kuhn or Kun? I always said XR Kuhn. That's what I always said, too, Kuhn. Yeah. But someone Kuhn. corrected me and said it's Kun. <laughs> All I can think of is like, XR Kuhn. <laughs> 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 go ahead greg what oh no i was just oh, oh. we were we were being cute oh. Hawaii anime girls but like <laughs> and when you think about it though if they want to distance themselves from the skywalker storyline this is the it yeah uh, yeah on december done they told us no more going back to skywalker okay yeah. then go back into the past and if it's true what they said, yes, I know that I know that there's fans out there that basically say, no, don't do it. Don't but try like, it. Don't try it because of the fact that they botched the end of Game of Thrones. But oh, come on. Here's the thing. I really do think the creators of Game of Thrones can do a fantastic story with XR Kuhn. Well, as long if they're writing and the tell, script, tell, yes. the, tell, yeah. tell a medieval type of story with Star Wars. Yeah. Dave, I, mean, I like your pick. I, I have to agree with you, too, because, I mean, they they wouldn't have to rush anything to, okay, well, we have this much time left and we have to get to here 
And this is where we've set our up our characters to be as compared to a book. Yeah. So meh, yeah. like they could write a script themselves. They can write a script themselves and rewrite the story of XR Kuhn. And honestly, going back into the past is probably one of the best things that they could do right now. That would be that would be the best thing possible, I think. I don't know. I'd be a little bit of a baby, though, because when it comes to XR Kuhn, I'd be like, you better get this right, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, I swear well, to God, I'm going to write with... you a strongly worded letter. I'm you're gonna, dealing I'm with the origins. You. I'm going to mention you. It's not going to be very nice. <laughs> you're dealing I'm with the origins. I'm going to write such an angry blog post. I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> why, why do you got to give me a lisp, dude? I didn't, come on. Just <laughs> make fun of me. Don't, don't make fun of my speech. Come on. All right, Greg, let's just go to you. Fucker. <laughs> so I so I my first pick I'm not I need you guys to tell me whether or not he would to be considered canon now or not okay would be Darth Bane because he had one appearance yeah he had one appearance in, in, in Clone, Wars. Uh, Clone Wars he's canon he, he's you canon. consider him canon loosely yeah. but definitely canon because yeah. like okay. everything he runs into Yoda 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 well, like that, yeah. that's his like one appearance so like so if anyone is confused about what it is or isn't well no canon. I'm just saying because like his his like story his like the novels he's in are considered retcon but his like canon appearance is just in clone wars we don't have yeah, a backstory but, but yeah, everything we don't have in backstory. clone wars is canon so yeah so, we don't have a, a specific canon backstory but he exists he's canon okay so the, so the future is yet unwritten for him lauren you were about to explain yeah. what canon is now it's the movies obviously yes. all the movies and clone wars and more, more than that so star it's, wars rebels so okay so it's all of the cartoons starting with clone wars so, um, Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance. It is all of the cinematic release movies. It is all of the comics that have started releasing since Marvel began publishing them. Yes. All of the books that began getting published at that point in time as well. And everything before that is non-existent. Yes. And then any any game stuff that's come out um, since that merger is canon as well. But everything, everything else, after like, 2013. Yeah, so everything before that, like Knights of the Old Republic, um, everything else is not canon. Okay, so then I'll go to my my backup pick for that one. Oh, All right. gee, I wonder who that would be then. No, I'm saving that one. Shut up, Lauren. <laughs> it's, uh, you know me too well. Shut up. Uh, um, would be would be Prince uh, Ali, Prince Zizor, Zizor. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. From from, from uh, so from Shadows of the Empire because I remember I loved playing this game, even though my computer really couldn't run it. So I would play it and then it would crash like, oh, I hope I save before I fucking crash. <laughs> and I would get lucky sometimes. And other times like, oh, I got to play this whole fucking part over again. But Shadows of the Empire was on a computer, too. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. a game. Yeah. I know it was on N- Nintendo 64. That's how I played it. But mm-hmm. um, go ahead. So but I think it'd be cool to have Prince Zizor back or Zizor um, Zizel. He puts people to sleep and gives them a restful night. Um, Sounds a little rapey. <laughs> Now that you put is it that it way, rapey or is it just like nurturing? Uh, does he wow. does he touch you when he puts you to sleep? He touches Mike apparently. <laughs> um, I don't know if I like Lord's spin on rape. <laughs> <laughs> no, if he just puts you to sleep but does not touch you, that's not rape. That's okay. not fair. If he invites you over for a sleepover, that's it's definitely assault. Can we just can we just agree <laughs> on that? Yeah, we just agree. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not so, consenting to the to the sleep, he was in the game and the novel, <laughs> and he basically was trying to find Skywalker. Before Vader. So this takes place following Empire Strikes Back. And he felt that if he could get and kill Skywalker, he would gain favor with the Emperor over Vader. And everybody already, wants that Palpatine booty. And he was already and he's oh, already yeah. a, he's already a, already a badass because he's the head of the Black Sun Crime Syndicate. Mm-hmm. So 
which um, has been brought back into canon. So I mean, so I mean, you could bring him back in some capacity. You know, you could do something in between. Um, you know, you could you could do like a like a little mini TV series between you know Empire and and Return. The funny part, Solo is, Two, Solo Two. Well, that's what I mean. I always it's like thought you could, it was Solo Two that he was. Oh, we're gonna get. They Prince were definitely gonna, th- that whole series was designed to get into the crime syndicates and yeah. all the fucking like Last Jedi babies. You know, had to fucking moan and cry and but protest. I hope. I hope after the. I hope after Rise of Rise of Skywalker ends, they go back and maybe Agreed. do a, do a second solo movie because I think it'd be badass to fucking have him in it in some capacity, like bring him back. You know, maybe change the story a little bit, but you know, have him there because he was a badass character. Honestly, I feel like so far out of all the characters mentioned, he's the one that seems the most. I want to say the easiest. To most bring likely. The, most likely and easiest just to bring right in. And that whole Darth Maul storyline that had set up with, uh, was it uh, not Red? Is it Red Sun? Is that his syndicate that him and Kira were working oh, on? Oh, God. That was, no, it was oh, what was um, the name of their fa- the faction? Um, well, let me Google it real fast so we don't look like Star Wars losers. <laughs> Hold on one second. We're you guys allowed talk. to forget things sometimes. Um, but there's there's so many cool characters that exist within like the smuggling of the galaxy and yeah. like the frontier out there. One of the best new canon characters that has come out recently, I think, is Doctor Afra. Oh yeah, oh, she's I amazing. Her. I mean, she Afra's is by amazing. far the best. And then Crimson new. Dawn was Crimson the Dawn. Crimson Dawn. Go. Yeah, but also not only just Afra, but also I mean, me and Mike have talked about him just recently because he's taken a huge be careful dave these shows are being recorded out of order now oh they are yeah but go ahead okay but one of the new characters they introduced <laughs> in the comics was Violet valance valance was a oh, yeah. legend character. in target vader in target yeah. vader and i'm like going, they re- they reintroduced him but gave him something even more he's so kind of like a more cool, personality dude. than what he had back in the 80s yeah. so i honestly think these with their are- movement towards like the the smuggling side and the bounty hunters. Yeah. And a lot of the characters they've been introducing, like you mentioned, Afra, all of them are non force users. Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I love the droids in Afra. Yeah. Oh they, they, they were amazing. They are amazing. We just did an Afra show that did come out. We just go in depth about those, those two little droids. I mean, I feel like they're two of the most intelligently written characters in star Wars to date. There's something so clever about them, unaware of the world they're in, their own their own little bubble. It's almost as if they're they have their own little comic strip within a comic. Yeah, I just like, in the, when they, like in the first like the first graphic novel where they go and they kill like the crime syndicate representative, <laughs> yes. and he goes, he's like, no, we can't light him on fire because then it won't it won't look natural. Yeah, <laughs> no, spontaneous human combustion doesn't exist. <laughs> or like, I'm too sophisticated for running. Like I'm more for like chess and peeling flesh off of humans. I'm like, it's very it's dark, but like, I love it. I'm hilarious. surprised Disney co-signed on that. Honestly, some of the things they do and say. So, all right, Greg, anything else you want to add to that legends? No, I think he'd be, I hope they make a solo too, so that they can introduce him as well. Yeah, it would make, it would work. Very have Crimson Dawn versus, you know, go against the black sun. I mean, it'd yeah. be fucking awesome. Bring that in and, and like dash. And you could you could bring Maul in because at the end of Solo. Oh my God, you guys are turning me on right now. Dash Rendar, <laughs> Maul. Jesus Christ, I can't you know, take it. Maul, double-bladed lightsaber. 
I, I mean, was, it's red. The back to so... water is no longer chilly, huh, Lauren? <laughs> no, it is not. It is heating up. I would kill to see Dash Rendar in a solo, too. Like, that would be so cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it would. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Mike's like, Mike, Mike, do you need a minute? Do you want to sit? <laughs> should, we, should we go to break so you can, you can, uh, you can settle down you a bit? I gave him the vapors. <laughs> it just frustrates me because a lot of people don't realize that I've done so much studying into Solo because I just loved that movie. That movie was a dream come true for eu babies like i just me. watched it again and i still love it like, there is yeah. just so many so things good. given to us that the fans have been wanting it to me it's it's not the best star wars movie we've gotten but it's it feels like it was made as a love letter to the fans i'm still trying to find like the sabak like game that they I put out find it at galaxy's edge it was sold out when but i they, went but what i saw i'll make this what i saw for like the the disneyland the star wars hotel in disney world Ugh. Um, what they showed, like as like um, uh, concept art for like parts of the ship, there's a part that looked like a like a bar or casino, and people were playing sabak. Yeah, and I was like, I don't like. I will fucking save to stay there because it's only two two days and two nights. Because uh, it make it seem like a cruise. Three days, two nights. Oh, three days, two it's, nights. It's an experience. Yeah, and so yeah. like I would, like I'm looking. I'm like, oh, I would just fucking play sabak <laughs> half the time. Like sitting there like. Start going like, and I have you know, a toy, a Twi'lek dancer on my yeah. lap while I play. Oh or my god! I'll, I'll start fucking oh. going. I'll go like Lando on. I'm just like, you ever heard of this? I'm a kind of an expert in that. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and then we can do one of those sleep things that Lauren was talking about with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Prince, yes. Prince Zizel will come in. Those uh, those cabins fit. They they sleep a few people in there. They 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 can fit quite a few people in. So if they Lord's hire on homework on rape, apparently <laughs> She's like, you could fit a lot. You could you could put a lot of people asleep and fit a lot of them in one room. And listen, I don't a have to them. touch them. Just yeah. don't touch look, them. Look, we, we're, look let's go ahead and start sleeping. our own our own Star Wars crime syndicate, the Crimson Sun. And then we'll go on this on this experience. We'll knock people out while I, while I beat them at Sabak. <laughs> take them back to their cabin and then rob them. Who's that serial killer oh that that watched people sleep? It was the Night Stalker. Yeah, we have our own Night Stalker. <laughs> That's your new nickname, Lauren. Hi. <laughs> and on the show today, we have Night Stalker. Say hello. Oh, fuck, that sounds cool. Can I keep that? I want that. No, you can keep that. Go ahead. That's probably the better nickname that's come out of like these fucking shows. So, (laughs) all right. So let's move on. We we're falling behind here. Okay. So for me, it's a repeat, but it's what I have. It's X Arcoon. I love everything about this character. When he was first introduced, I believe his first official appearance into Star Wars Expanded Universe canon was. In the Dark Horse comic series, Tales of the Jedi, that comic book, I believe it was Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars, Tales of the Jedi, the Sith War, and then again in Tales of the Jedi, Dark Lords of the Sith. And he was the character that really changed my perception of the Jedi and what we knew of them. Yes, we heard of this Dark Lord of the Sith. But you got to remember, we didn't have anything after those movies. So yeah. all of this was so fresh and so unique. And to see the dark, the true dark side of the Force and what it could be and how dark it is and evil and twisted and manipulative, it's just fantastic. And they did this all in a Dark Horse comic book run. Uh, I believe I want to say started in 1993. And then his character, as you mentioned, Dave, bled into various iterations of Star Wars because he instantly became a fan favorite. He became a fan favorite. He became an anti-hero because a lot of people were like going, he had a tragedy, tragic, a tragic story, story as well. And a lot of people kind of remember him now as just simply the Sith Lord, but he got tricked into becoming 
part of the dark side. If I remember correctly, he was trying to figure out more information in order to fight the Sith. And he was curious. And then uh, a dark spirit dropped a cave on him. And he was, I still, it was kind of twisted for a young kid. I was 11 reading this comic book. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy's spine is sticking out of his back and he's dying and he's calling out to the force and refused to listen to him, the light side, because he was going against his master's. He was going against his master's wishes. Yeah. So the dark side replaced it, spoke to him and said, Hey, as long as you feed and, and reach out with your anger, I will save your life. I will rebuild your body. I mean, that is twisted. And in that moment of desperation, really how different is he from anyone else? And that's what, that's what made it really a compelling story and a difference between Vader and him. Because at that time, Vader was considered, oh, Darth Vader's the greatest dark Lord of them all. But his story is, is about, you know, tragedy through choices. Mm -hmm. XR Kuhn was forced into it because I'm dying. <laughs> what am I going to choose? It's an allegory in a lot of ways for the, the age old make a deal with the devil. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I can allow you to live again. I can let you live, but your soul will belong to me. I mean, it's such a great story and a very it dark is. story. Now there is a little bit of side information here that I have written down and a light of hope because according to Star Wars Insider 26, straight from the horse's mouth, Lisk Coon's rise to Dark Lord of the Sith is or could be considered canon once again. And comments from the set decorator when he was writing his concept art for Solo, a Star Wars story, Dryden Voss's desk is said to be made of stone taken from XR Coon's temple. Yes. Now, we know that many of those source books, they're not technically canon, but a lot of Star Wars fans, including Hildalgo, the Lucasfilm store group leader himself, uses that. And he says, hey, it's in this book. It's in the it's in the design of these movies. It's canon. Yeah, I remember. I actually remember in one of the Star Wars shows when they have their at the very end of each Star Wars shows, they always have the question question for Pablo because Pablo Hidalgo is like the the archivist yeah. of all Star Wars. Someone actually asked him on the show, "Does Exar Kun exist?" And he brought up that exact same thing. Yeah, dude. And hey. he said, "If it's in a book, it's, it exists." It, it's the, yeah. the source guides are considered official. They are. And if they're saying that a part of his desk was made from XR Kuhn's temple, then XR Kuhn exists. Yes. So oh. that's why I love Kasdan and Ron Howard, including the, the, those fuckers, uh, Christopher Miller and Phil Lord. They put a lot of heart into Solo, even before they got fired. They did. And they were trying to create something. And Ron Howard took over and did a great job. They were trying to create something that the fans could all circle around and enjoy a bit of old fashioned Star Wars because that whole entire movie is littered with moments like this. Oh yeah. That's what makes, you know, like, like when we, when Greg brought Darth Bane, that's what makes those moments really special is like, kind of like when the creators actually acknowledge, Hey, there is a little bit of a lore behind this. Yeah. You know? And like, I remember, I remember exactly when, Darth Bane got referenced in Clone Wars, and it was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I, especially with the fact that Darth Bane was voiced by Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. I no. was laughing. And that's, that's why I wanted to bring him up, because, like, you could, they, they could go back and do old stuff with, like, the Jedi versus the, the Jedi you know. versus the Sith. 
or like and then like little nods to like the mythos and the lore like that without actually coming out and saying right. hey here's this character well because that's because they gotta leave it open that's something solo did again it's the first movie that we received that felt like they were fulfilling their promise because they had said in 2013 when disney took over that we were going to get a Marvel-esque type of Star Wars world. Everything was going to be connected, spinoffs, characters bleeding over, crossovers, and we didn't get that. And finally, Solo did it with Darth Maul, with Solo, with Lando, with little bits of uh, of various other characters. If you knew what you were looking for, you were, you were like, oh, I know who that is. And that was the start of a true crossover film. And what's really shitty with that is that the fucking toxic part of the fan base is like, just fucking lambasted it. They were so angry then, with Last Jedi that they like, didn't even give it a chance. Well, it's like, yeah. it's like you guys, like, what do you guys want them to be like? Hey, guys, look, the legend stuff is all back in canon, so now everything's kind of fucked up. But hey, you got it back, right? So you happy? Oh, you're not happy now because it doesn't make sense. Awesome. Go back to your basement. <laughs> all right, so we are running out of time, so we're gonna do one more each. Lauren, give me one more Legends character. Um, I think. I had a hard time. I had a hard time with this, but um, actually let Greg go first because what he doesn't pick, I'll pick. Okay. Um, Greg, go first. So <laughs> my pick, I, I was going to wait for this to be last, but it, since we're doing one more, um, I, I picked Darth Revan. I, well, who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't? Like his fucking, his book is fucking awesome. And like his story is fucking awesome. Like, he was first trained as a Jedi. He took part of the Mandalorian Wars. He lived during the same time as like fucking Darth Nihilus. And then he becomes a Sith Lord. And then he like is he's he's the closest thing we'll get to what people are calling the gray Jedi, like the in-between. Right. Which yeah. are called the Jedi. If you actually read the fucking old comics. Don't flex your knowledge on us. <laughs> Boy. You're flexing. I got Sorry. into a near relationship ending argument about gray Jedi uh, during San Diego Comic-Con. While waiting for the results of a Star Wars trivia night at a bar. <laughs> wow, that's a crazy life. <laughs> so I and in like and like in the game, there's like the Revenus, like where it's like his it's his own like sect of Force users, and like Revan's just a fucking badass because like in the book, there's like at a point where he just like taps into that dark, so like he starts remembering, yeah, and then he just goes fucking full badass mode. And and how do you feel like they can bring him back in? I feel like they could. I feel like if they do like uh, like an old Republic like show, they can bring it back in because he hasn't really been mentioned yet or referenced in like any of the current canon. Yeah. All right. I can help you there, Greg. I mean, Mike, imagine a series that starts with XR Kuhn second season tells the or continues the origin of the Sith and the Jedi jumps to Darth Revan. And then tells his story. Oh, they, the and they Jedi could tie, they the, could tie, I mean, and then it well, ties yeah, back to because, the Skywalker storyline. I was going to say they could tie in with the Mandalorian, but they take place at different time periods because they could, they could still bring up the Mandalorian Wars. Yeah. The exactly. Mandalorian and then wars. like in the Mandalorian, they can reference the wars and like, there you have their connection. And yeah. I think, I think it's, it would be so easy to do something for Darth Revan. I it mean, is. and, and his story, even, even like outside of books, Outside of that and just sticking with like Knights of the Old Republic, that storyline is so cool. You start out, you don't know who you are. You can't remember your life before. You can't remember anything about yourself, really. Um, And you've got characters like 
Bestella Sean, who are who's like trying to get all this info from you, but she already knows. She knows all along <laughs> that sneaky bitch. Um and then, you know, as time goes on, you know, you're learning about this this Sith apprentice, Darth or Revan, and and you're like, you're learning about you know, what a what a terrible villain this guy is. And then, you know, fast forward towards the end of the game, you find out, oh my God, I'm Revan. And, and awesome. you get to make these choices throughout the game, whether you want to lean towards the dark side or lean towards the light side of the force. And at the end of it, it is still, no matter what, a bit of a story of redemption. Um, but you can still decide to go dark side and make some dark side choices and stuff. But it's still, you know, it's... He he ends up having this weird character transformation and it just totally throws his, his, I don't know, his ideas and his thoughts about his life, like, on its head because he's essentially like, what the he's, fuck? he's two people and yeah. went like, yeah. And I thought the, the smart writing during that game was the fact that they showed Darth Revan's choices and you kind of actually do feel for him. You basically go, yeah, I would make that choice. Oh, no, that's an understandable choice. Yeah. And, like, the thing I really appreciated was in that game was, like, you get to the point where you have the test. And the whole time, the first time I took it, I thought I was answering all light side. And then all of a sudden at the very end, oh, no, you got a dark side point. Yeah, it turns out <laughs> it's not so black and white. It's not so black and white. And there's something special about that character, I think, with Especially fans of Star okay, Wars can, fans. Can I 90s. guess, can I just surmise that uh, Revan was on all of your lists? All three of you? Actually, no, because I knew someone was going to take him. Oh, okay. That's that's why I handed it over <laughs> yeah. to Greg, because I knew he was going to pick him. So I was like, you take him. I was going to pick him Plus, too, I know, but I knew someone would. I know would. Greg. I know Greg. And I, I know that really that's excited. I was really excited character. to be like, Revan? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else you want to add, Greg, to that? No, Revan's just a badass. Okay, Lauren. Um, so I, mine's gonna be totally shallow and and not based on uh anything other than like, oh my god, she looks cool, and I like that period of time. But but Darth Talon, and it's kind okay. of a twofer because I'd like to see Cade Skywalker as well. Thank um, you. <laughs> I I liked, you know what? Like, I just I want to see a uh, a like Twi'lek Sith. I want to see that on screen. That would be super cool. I want to see that moving around in front of me. But yeah, you part do. Of, yeah, I do. But part of what I really liked about everything that Darth Talon was in is is her whole situation um, of her own, and then her interactions with Cade Skywalker and his story. Yeah. So you know, he's supposedly the he's uh, the the last scion of of Darth Vader's like bloodline, and you know, he's the the last. Uh, Skywalker that's important. And, and yes, uh, Mike, he was taking death sticks. Yeah, and yes, he was taking death <laughs> sticks. Gangster. Um, and then, so you've got him and he's he's got these crazy powers. Like, he has this healing power that he can also turn back around and, and reverse healing. There's a point where he's um, he is face-to-face with Darth Talon and her master. I can't remember the Sith Lord at that time. I can't remember his name right now, but um, he ends up reopening all of Darth Talon's wounds. <laughs> that was so messed up. Yeah, like what? Not only can you like fast heal yourself like a fucking X-Man, but you can <laughs> you can reverse it on someone else and, and reopen their wounds. That's crazy. And she's like born and bred Sith. Yeah. She she was trained from like the time she was born, brought up in a Sith temple, like 
just totally opposite we spectrums need this. there. We need this to be brought back because... Well, it's the opposite of XR Coon because you can go to the future. Yeah. At that point, okay, no more Skywalkers. Yeah. We're not connected to the original series. Okay, let's go into the future. Yeah. <laughs> just... Go into the past or go into the future. You choose. <laughs> I feel like that's the biggest thing we're missing from this new era. As I've said time and time again, Dave, I love what we're getting, especially with the books and comic books. I feel like they're stronger than they've ever been. The ongoing titles, Afra, yeah. Star Wars, the Vader series, and the books are great. But what we're missing is the myth, the dark, the mythology the deep lore of the Sith and the ancient side of Star Wars. We just don't have that. And I'm hoping we're 2019. How many years has gone by now since Lucasfilm has been bought? Yeah. About seven years. I mean, come on. It's time to take us there. Let's do it. Oh, absolutely. All right. So my last one, because I only have time for one more. How many have you done, Dave? One? I've only done one. Okay, we'll do, I'll do one, then you can do one. Okay. All right, Dash Rendar. And someone mentioned him already. <laughs> All of us actually. Oh, have. okay. I love that character. He was first introduced in the Nintendo 64 video game, Shadows of the Empire. I loved everything about his storyline. Uh, he became an instant fan favorite for a lot of reasons. And not only is he everything that a 13, 14 year old boy wants to be when he grows up. You know, just a scoundrel, the solo type of character, cool, suave, has a way with the ladies, the whole scoundrel type. But his story was very in-depth, and the way the Nintendo 64 game brought him into the fold, I loved it. You and I have t- have already talked about this time and time again, oh, Dave. Yeah, because of the, the that Rebels episode when they introduced his freaking ship. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm just talking about Shadows of the Empire in itself, the, the, the whole marketing gimmick behind it i think is fucking genius and way ahead of its time i mean the first real piece of transmedia and the whole idea that lucas said hey let's market a movie but it's not a movie but we're going to treat it like a movie we're going to have all the tie-in materials all the tie-in marketing toys comics Mm -hmm. books lunch boxes but no movie let's do it as if it was a movie and they would continue the storyline. It's one of the few expanded universe titles that Lucas actually gave his official stamp of approval. Yes, he allowed people to license things, and he was like, yes, everyone play nice together while I make money. (laughs) (laughs) But Shadows of the Empire was his baby as well. Yeah, it was. And you can tell because it just oozed Star Wars from every aspect, and it has stuck with me to this day. I still have a Nintendo 64 only so I can put in Shadows of the Empire once in a while. And I play it once a year. That's adorable. It's awesome. Yeah, I do it on the anniversary when I bought it. No, not really. But I do play once a year. I love it. And I feel like they could easily bring him back into the fold. He isn't one of those characters that are um, so heavily connected to Star Wars lore that it'd be difficult. You can easily bring him in and still be essentially the same character. You don't have to remove yeah. his soul um, because he's too deeply embedded in the old EU. This is someone that I feel like would just fit in seamlessly, much like Valance. Yes. Uh, is it Valance? I forgot his Valance. name. Yeah, Valance. And side info here again, and a possibly a light of hope. Uh, Dash Rendar was first mentioned in Star Wars canon uh, again, official Star Wars canon in 2018, Journal book, get this, yet again, 
the fan favorite solo a star wars story tales from vandor so he is in canon he was mentioned that's an actual book so there is hope that we can get him again Hopefully. someday yeah all right dave give me your final one and keep, keep it brief one? okay i'm gonna keep it brief but this one's a bit of a broad one it's not a character because one it's of the a things, planet no 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 <laughs> it's a one thing that i think star wars desperately needs especially if you're going into new territory. And that is, I want to see them desperately introduce the Yuuzhan Vong. The Yuuzhan Vong was the answer to the bigger, badder evil that's out there. You know what? Yeah. You stumped me. I don't remember that. The Yuuzhan Vong was the race that was from the Outer Rims. Oh, okay, yes. And they came in. They were basically uh, the book's answer for, like, orcs in the Star Wars universe. Okay. And... They were led. They were. They they came to the main. Uh, they st- they invaded the the system after Thrawn came back from the outer rim, and like suddenly you started hearing like little chatter in the books about oh this big gigantic army that was just outside of the outer rims and coming in. And it was the Yuuzhan Vong, and then when they came in, they destroyed everybody. They they it led to Jason actually falling because. They end up kidnapping Jason, torturing him, and basically forcing him to go into the dark side because, hey, that's what we do. We're the Yuuzhan Vong. We're the ultimate evil. Yeah. We're beyond basically the Sith. Now, could they seamlessly reintroduce the Tu Wong Fu, whatever you're calling him? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Because here's the thing. They've been hinting at basically venturing out into the Outer Rims. What is the one thing? What is the one I like thing to that basically out. It the outer rim sometimes. Dave Filoni has. Where did Dave Filoni send Ezra and Thrawn? Yeah, that's true. He sent them out to the outer rim. Yeah, and yep. and Filoni basically said, "Oh yeah, the unknown region, the unknown yeah. region." Yeah, and then we know that basically people venture out that way, but nothing comes back. Yeah. So God, there's so much out there that we. Can, I honestly feel that bring it, and, and plus this is this is something that I think Star Wars desperately needs because like. You have to actually bring in something fresh villain-wise. It can't always be the Rebel Alliance versus the Empire because that will get stale Yeah. after a while. The war has to end. And that's and why, simple. Dave, how many times do we always say this? Like, we are one of those fans. We are those fans that say, listen, we love what we've had over in the past, and we love what we're getting now. But I understand when Kathleen Kennedy says... It's time to move on. Yeah. There's so much more yeah. to Star Wars than just lightsabers and Skywalker. And imagine yeah. imagine the epic reveal because everyone is waiting for Thrawn to come back. And I agree. Thrawn should come back. He's he's from the uh, unknown region. Well, he's he gonna, back. They, his story's open-ended. He's going to come back. He's going to come yeah. back. But however, everyone thinks that he's the ultimate evil when in the book, it was hinted that the Yuuzhan Fong were much more scarier than Thrawn and in actuality Thrawn was actually leaving the outer rim to get away from them but that's a topic for another time as well because I I I want to actually put together a show about Thrawn villain or anti-hero because oh. I'm I'm leaning that he's an anti-hero no oh, he's an yeah. anti-hero because the, he's the things he had to go through with, with like how um I don't know how I guess racist is the the yes. easiest way to put yeah. it the empire was and despite all of that he still made his way up in the ranks uh-uh. Like, mm-hmm. he's not true villain, I don't think. I, he's anti-hero. Yeah. He had to go through some shit. Yeah, so we'll probably put to, put together a show about that, because I feel like we can talk about that for a good two hours. 
Oh, easily. I just got to read this last Thrawn book and I'll be caught up. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let me get in my mic because I'm not talking in my microphone. Uh, that concludes today's discussion. I'm hoping everyone's enjoying these five day a week shows and our very first official Legends Wednesday. I want to thank you, Lauren, for joining us today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Greg. It's good to be back. And David, thank you. Thank you, and may the force be with us. Ah, yes. Ah!